0: Python. This is episode 118. My name is Sean Tiber. I'm a coder who teaches.
1: And my name's Kelly Schuster-Paredes, and I'm a teacher who codes.
0: And so we're switching it up a little bit this week. (laughs) And I mean, a teacher who codes a lot.
1: (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Switching it up.
0: Yeah, we're going to try something a little bit different. This is going to be a short episode, a quick stream. Um, We are hopefully we'll have a a few people join us but honestly we're just going to try to pop through a quick topic and make it a regular thing so every wednesday night our time we're going to put together a brief um, bite-sized tip for our listeners that helps them teach or learn a little bit better so we'll see how this goes there's no wins of the week there's no uh witty banter between us we're just going to jump right into uh talking about teaching and talking about a one bite-sized topic
1: I'm, this is a good challenge for you. (laughs) You will see, we'll see how
0: it goes. Um, Let me see if I can present. Oh, I can't present unless I share the entire screen and I have a very big screen going right now. Um, Let's just try this and and Kelly, I'm going to find another way to share screens later. But um, basically what I wanted to talk today about was automated testing. Um, I've been doing a lot of this at um, at work. I've been doing a lot, writing a lot of tests, and I realized how valuable this is for teachers to be able to, um, you know, grade things faster and see if students really got um, the point of the assignment. But it also occurred to me that this is really valuable for the learners themselves because they can see if they got it right. Um, And they can iterate and go through that like loop of learning really, really fast because they can try something, check to see if it works, try something, check to see if it works. And it should make it a lot easier than, you know, guessing that you got it right and sending it into the teacher only to find out a week or two later whether it actually works.
1: Yeah. And doesn't it help you understand like your code better and helps you catch coding errors a little bit faster as well?
0: Sure, for, for a professional software developer, like it, they're great, right? So when you're writing code for production use or, or something you have to make sure is right, tests are a really important part of that development process because you can verify that everything is working the way it's supposed to. And when you change your code, if it fails some of the tests that you've written, you know exactly where to go look and, and what to test. So it's useful on the coding side, but it's also really valuable on the teaching side.
1: Very cool. Okay, right, show so, us.
0: <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna try to use my words to paint a picture here. Okay. Um, Kelly, you have described yourself as being really, really good at teaching the basics, right? Um Correct. of Python. So like you are an expert at the basics, which I love. Um let's take something really simple. Let's say you're teaching F strings to students, right? And so you want to teach them how to how to use F strings. And so how would you normally set that up? Like if you ask them to code something to prove that they know how to use F-strings, how would you do that?
1: I um, will do like a series of challenges or something. And I would say, make a variable and ask for some input and reproduce a response that makes sense using an F-string. Do you want more?
0: No, no, that's perfect. So (laughs) like (laughs) maybe you have a variable like best teacher in the world and it's set to Kelly Paredes, right? Correct. Then you have a you have an F string that you wanna say, Kelly Paredes or teacher, best teacher in the world, is the best teacher in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So it's an F string, you have your little best teacher in the world variable in those curly braces, and then you have the rest of the string, which is is the best teacher in the world, right? Now, if you're testing that, or if you're looking at that manually, what you're doing as the teacher to assess whether they got it is you're looking to see, did they use the variable, did they write the sentence out? Did they use enough string to do that, right? And, mm-hmm. and does it does it output the proper sentence at the end, right? With the variable no. that you chose, okay? So they're in uh, Replit for education, they have this feature, It's they call it input output testing, right? So if I have input going in, I'm gonna test the output and see if it matches what I expect. Right? So when you're talking about automated testing, it's really what is the expected value or what is the expected output? So if they're running this code, you expect to see it print, Kelly Paredes is the best teacher in the world, right? So what you do is you create a test for that and say, is the output of this program when you run it, Kelly Paredes is the best teacher in the world. You check to see if the output of the program matches an expected string that you've already created. If it does, then the test passes, right? If it doesn't match, not only can you say, hey, that failed, but you can tell them exactly what failed. Like, it's supposed to say Kelly Paredes is the best teacher in the world. But what you wrote was Kelly Paredes is awful, and I don't want to learn from her ever again, right?
1: (laughs) They failed anyways. (laughs) Or
0: maybe they they put an exclamation point on it when all you wanted was a period, right? So you can check individual characters to make sure that it matches correctly right? It'll show you the difference. Um, So when you write this as a test, and you can write this in, uh, in Replit with their input output testing, you create a little instruction at the end, and it's just a match, right? Um, I have it here on my screen. And the test is this, you know, here's the test name, it's string formatting. Uh, It has an input box so you can put your standard in right? And it has an expected output where you can type the string that you want, right? And then you choose the type of uh, test that it's going to be. And so this is a match test. We want to make sure that it matches the value that is expected.
1: And that would be good in the case, for example, if we were doing the password and username kind of example, you want it to match exactly because it's very important to have the username and the password. And that's something that you know a lot of people can relate to because that's in everything you do, right?
0: Right. Right. So you could have this test of, you know, maybe I have the input of Kelly Paredes and then the output could be Kelly Paredes is the best teacher in the world. Right. So you could use the input variables and seed it with the, the input that you want and then check to see if their program produces the correct output. Okay. And we'll come back to that in a minute. It's kind of an important idea. So what this allows the student to do in Replit and in other programs that implement this is that when they go to like create the assignment or complete the assignment, they run their, their, uh, program. And it tells them right there at that moment, your test passed or your test failed, right?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: They know right then whether they need to fix it or not. Right. And then when you, as the teacher come back and look at this, you can see all of your assignments, all of these assignments passed. And all of these other assignments did not pass and why right so you can see their code you can see what the test was but the other thing that i like about this from a teaching perspective is it causes you as the teacher to think what do i really expect them to be able to do what's the outcome of this experience right um in this case it's like i want them to be able to use f strings i want them to know how it's going to work right so you are thinking more about the outcome of the exercise and less about the rote repetition of you know just just practice 15 different F strings. You're really thinking about like what do I really want them to be able to do and perform at the at the completion of this uh, assignment
1: And that's huge. that's like your standards, right So you know I want them to complete conditional statements. I want them to build a function. I want them to do X, y and z. I don't really care. Maybe about that content or whatever they put in with the sentence. I'm just checking for that concept completion. Right, it's a lot and of so, data.
0: Right, right. So and this, so this test in REPLIT is really great because it's input output. It's the standard input and it's the standard output. So you can use it for the um, you know er, those early basics, right? Where maybe you haven't taught them about functions yet. You just want them to okay. write some step by step. Uh, actions right now there was a point when we were teaching where you like we're sitting there in class one day and I was teaching functions and you're like I get it like oh my like I, I finally get it like I understand right once they have that moment or once you get them there with functions then what you can do it's kind of like a level up in your ability to teach this what you can do then is create unit tests and so a unit test is being able to provide inputs to a function and verify that the outputs of that function match what you expect, right? And this is specifically in Replit. There's some more sophisticated mm-hmm. things you can do when you're doing software development. But in Replit, this lets you see, did they call this, uh, you can call their function and see if it matches the output that you expected, right? So you that can an output see- with
1: a- Sorry, is that an output with the print and and or return, whatever output it is?
0: So ideally, you want to do it with the return value. So yeah, you're yeah. providing the parameters for the function to exercise it, and then you're returning a value and checking to see that that return value matches what you expect.
1: Which is really nice because then they can see that it, that's one of the hard parts with functions, right? Because they can't really get the concept that it's a stored Value or returned value, yeah. and you would have to reassign it in order to get it, et cetera, et cetera, and that that's quite, quite quite helpful,
0: right? And so it brings me to one more concept, and this is like I think the real bite-sized tip here, right? We, you, and I have seen this before, where P, where students, in order to pass the test, will hard code a value. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying using an F string, they'll just write the string that needs to be output and they'll they'll submit it. Right. So when you're doing this, write more than one test, write multiple tests, like with different inputs and make sure that the different inputs match the expected output. Right. At least if they're going to hard code some values in there, make them work for it, like put in an if else <laughs> statement. Right. Um, the, you know, And and I'm sure a lot of the people that are familiar with tests know that you can create synthetic inputs and know what the output will be. So you can generate your own input and calculate what the output should be and then check that it does that. But for this, keep it simple. Do two or three different inputs that they have to um, handle and the corresponding outputs to verify that they're not just hard coding the string in there to, to output it or to return it back from their function.
1: Very good. And you still have three more minutes. What else to share?
0: <laughs> I mean, so the the great thing about this is that like you also start to get students thinking about what is the purpose of my code, right? It's not to not necessarily to do whatever I want, but it's to serve a specific purpose, right? So I like my code is not just a bunch of spaghetti mess, right? That sort of works. It's organized. It's logical. It's something that's easily tested, right? That's the other thing that you want to consider as a teacher here is what are you really assessing, right? What are you Mm -hmm. want them to practice? What are you having them demonstrate in terms of their knowledge? So make sure that when you're designing these exercises and you're designing the tests that go with them, that they make sense from a learning pedagogical or andragogical output perspective. Like what is the desired outcome? It's not the ability to pass the tests. It's to, learn something to demonstrate the knowledge and the application of that knowledge in a coding environment. Um, you know, if it, if all it was was just to pass the test, like we could probably teach ChatGPT to do that. So try to think <laughs> about tests that are, are purposeful, right? That they're relevant and that they ca- cause students to think a little bit about what the true um, code that they have to write will be. So it's not just a something they can put into ChatGPT and say, "Hey, write me the code for this," and you know, and I'll, I'm off and running, right? It's they really probably weird. can still do that, but at least this way, they have to think about how to articulate that to ChatGPT to get the right output as code.
1: And that's half the battle, correct? You know, being able to right. articulate it, being able to explain it, being able to read what you're writing and know what you want out if you can get the students at least that far, regardless if they use ChatGPT, at least they're communicating that, some some knowledge in that topic. Exactly. That was good. Exactly. Uh, so there's my good. little bite-sized tip. i
0: <laughs> Write some tests, use some tests. Um, I know that for example, Replit has uh, built-in automated testing, right? Uh, the, the Python, um, sorry, the code challenges from the PyBytes group has built-in mm-hmm. testing with it. you can even write your own um, and there are other testing frameworks where you could take in you know program files from the student and run it through your test battery um, so it's not something that's specific to any given platform um, and also it will probably cause you to write better code yourself
1: yeah and that's that's half the half the fun is getting to be a better coder so that you can become a better teacher exactly. Right? exactly Exactly. well done 14 minutes we did it look at that high five here's our here's (laughs) our our
0: wednesday uh teaching tip so i think what we're going to try to do and we'll see how this goes is that um i'm going to try to come up with the coding tip of the of the week and kelly's going to try to come up with the teaching tip of the week and we'll try to make sure that it's crossover relevant for everybody so see how it goes
1: (laughs) see how it goes you're going to sign off
0: (laughs) I think we're here. I mean, this is it. So
1: um, for Teaching Python, this is Sean. And this is Kelly signing off.